This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Stitch Fix and by Feels. Well, uh, this is definitely going to be a weird one. Mm -hmm. uh, for the first time ever, as far as, uh, as far as I can tell, an Internet Today main character has died. Yeah. And uh, John McAfee wasn't just a weekly weird news character, though he was certainly very weird. He was also a tech character mm -hmm. and easily one of the most interesting and bizarre people to come out of his generation or really any generation of uh, tech founders. Yeah. Uh, even if you didn't know anything about John McAfee as a person, you almost certainly heard of or had to use the antivirus software that was named after him, which he had nothing to do with since the early 90s. He mm -hmm. cashed out, which is probably the smarter move. Which, much to the dismay of the people left over who purchased, purchased it and worked for the software, uh, the name... Uh, kept getting more and more tarnished as yeah. the years went on. Yeah, he, That's the problem with naming the company after yourself and then leaving. He really, really was annoyed that his name was still on that product like 25 years after he left. It's like how uh, back when he was president, Trump referred to Tim Cook as Tim Apple. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you be named after the product that you're representing? Yeah. Um, but uh, more recently, if you're really into like cryptocurrency, you might know him as one of cryptocurrency's more bullish supporters who, as we recently covered, may have broken a bunch of laws by promoting altcoins that end up being uh, pump-and-dump scams. Yeah, but again, just to reiterate, John McAfee is dead. Or is he? No, he's definitely dead. He's dead. Uh, how that happened is uh, up for debate. Oh! <laughs> uh, we'll get to it. Uh, the 75-year-old reportedly committed suicide by hanging in his jail cell in a Spanish prison. Just hours after getting the news that he was going to be extradited from Spain back to the United States to face tax evasion charges. This is obviously tragic for his loved ones and his fans, but there's also already a really, really dumb conspiracy angle to the circumstances of his death, with people treating this like it's Jeffrey Epstein Part 2, despite the cases having absolutely nothing in common. Yeah. Now, we'll get to that in a minute, but first, let's try and quickly recap the very weird life of this very complicated man. I don't think it's going to be that quick. Uh, we'll, we'll try, but, uh, you know, pull up a chair. Yeah. Yeah, or if you're in your car, just settle in for a long drive. Yeah, this is a this is a channel that regularly posts videos that are nearly an hour long, so when we say quickly... It means under an hour. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Actually, if you want to go way more in-depth with all of this, we've, we've made a playlist featuring all the videos where we've previously covered John McAfee. Uh, you'll need to skip ahead in a few of them because we covered other stories, but there's a lot there. So if you want the episodes, they're in a nice, convenient yeah. package. Yeah, the first one we did on him, we went pretty in-depth with a lot of it. More, more so than... That thumbnail is now offensive. <laughs> yeah, I mean... He took that picture, though. He, he loved photographing himself with a loaded gun pointed to his head, and now he's dead from suicide, and it's just very awkward now. It looks like we're being insensitive. It's yeah, like, it'd be different if we photoshopped, like, a you know a sheet around his neck or something. No, like which I would never do. No, this is an, that was an actual photo that he took himself. Yeah. So if you really actually want to know what John McAfee was all about, uh, especially during a very important period of his life, mm -hmm. watch the 2016 documentary Gringo, colon, the Dangerous Life of John McAfee, which is all about the years that McAfee spent down in Belize. And the documentary basically accuses McAfee of rape and murder and makes a case for that that mm -hmm. is pretty convincing. It also features multiple women on camera claiming that uh, John McAfee liked to have them sit in a hammock with a hole in it near their butt so they could shit on his face and in his mouth. So that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, there's also uh, this less sensational but very good and very long article that was published in Wired in 2013 
uh, that covers a lot of the same material. But basically, following the 2008 financial crisis, John McAfee was hurting financially a bit. So he sold off most of what remained of his property in the U.S. to go and live like a king in Belize, where his money could go a lot farther. This is a pretty common retirement strategy for a lot of Americans. Uh, just go to the Philippines and uh, just look around. Yes. See all the middle-aged and elderly white men just living like kings. Mm -hmm. But uh, usually when that happens, it doesn't involve like living like a literal warlord with an entourage of locals with guns and a harem of very young women and some which would qualify as girls, yeah. all of which you have sex with. That's not usually You said this had happens. nothing to do with the likes of Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. He was his own, sort of. Not It, it actually has nothing to do yeah, with it. it but, does. Uh, but yeah, he uh, had maybe the same proclivities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now, it was a crazy couple of years, which culminated in McAfee's neighbor, a fellow American expat, being found murdered. Uh, McAfee was sought for questioning about it and immediately went on the run to Guatemala, which is what innocent people do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's where he was caught thanks to a vice journalist who was with him posting photos without removing the EXIF GPS data from the photos. Whoops. Uh, he was arrested for illegally entering Guatemala, but managed to avoid deportation back to Belize and was instead sent to the U.S. According to McAfee, on his first night back in the U.S. in Miami, he met the woman who would later become his wife when she solicited him for paid sex. It's a, a beautiful tale is told story. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, McAfee managed to completely avoid investigation into that murder in Belize and spent the next several years living in various parts of the U.S. and rebranding himself as a cryptocurrency guy and a political candidate. He is, in a lot of ways, the most interesting man in the world. And in a lot of ways, the perfect example of a libertarian politician, taking it to its we, most we, extreme. We've made this case many times, but uh, yeah, it, he really is the ultimate libertarian. He should be... Uh, their ultimate hero. That is the end goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, truly a free thinker who lived by his own rules. Yeah. So the cryptocurrency stuff and McAfee's politics are what ultimately kind of led to him dying in a jail cell in Spain. On the crypto side, like we said, he promoted a lot of smaller cryptocurrencies in ways that may have been shady and illegal, especially in the eyes of the law. The the one after each one after the next, more shady than the one previously. Going, there's a pattern here. Yeah, this guy seems to keep promoting uh, pump and dump schemes. And it that... seems like if you're on the inside, he lets everyone know before he takes to Twitter. And yeah, yeah. Uh, on the politics side, though, John McAfee tried twice in 2016 and 2020 to run for president on the Libertarian Party ticket. And yeah, he probably should have gotten the nomination, considering how thoroughly. He embodied libertarian values, uh, mm -hmm. specifically by not paying taxes, which is what got him in trouble, but yeah. also by having sex with teenage girls in Belize and uh, doing an insane amount of drugs in his younger years and possibly his later years, though he claimed to have been completely sober for decades, but was definitely lying about that to some degree. But who's to say? Yeah, physically, in a lot of photos and videos, he does not look sober. Yeah, but then, like, people called him out on that on Twitter a couple times. He's like, look, I'm an old man with some, like, nerve issues, so it's actually pretty insensitive of you to say that I look like I'm strung out. It's like, also, uh, maybe, I don't know. Anyone who anyone who's that age that lives in a tropical climate and is, is in the sun all day uh, looks like they are wasted all the time. Yeah. They're leathered out. As their eyes are bloodshot. <laughs> <laughs> you he, look like a raisin. He was very leathery. Yes. Because he's living, like, well, until, you know, extradition and all that. The, the Belize years, 
Just, I just assume, you know, he's sitting in a hammock below another hammock. Yeah. And you're drinking out of a coconut. He, he wasn't so in shape in, like, recent years, but in Belize, like, he had a very Iggy Pop sort of physique. Yes. Uh, Constantly and, shirtless. But he was also, apparently, according to a lot of reporting at that time, he was just, like, injecting himself with, like, testosterone. And, and why like, not? And, like, steroids. <laughs> he was just, he, he's just like, I don't like my body getting old, so I'm going to use every uh, substance available to me to make sure that I maintain my youthful physique. Yeah. Well, anyways, the fact that McAfee said he was sober since the 90s, despite a, a lot of indications otherwise, is a great segue into what really made him weird, which is that it's impossible to really know whether he was just a pathological liar or a huge troll or a guy with a loose grip on reality due to years of heavy psychedelic drug use. Now, on the topic of his sobriety from alcohol, uh, that, that seems to have been, at the very least, a temporary thing. As for drugs, well... One of his hobbies while in Belize was spending tons of time on a drugs message board while uh, or writing detailed posts about manufacturing and using really esoteric drugs, which he later claimed was just online trolling. Yeah, it's just a fun thing I do. I go onto this drugs message board that you would really only know about if you were into really specific hard drugs. I was I, addicted to the community. And I write long, detailed essays role-playing as a guy into stuff like bath salts. I was into the community. Yeah. And, but former associates uh, of his have also talked about how at least once he returned to the U.S., he was a regular user of an obscure drug called alpha-PHP, which is basically the street drug known as Flocka, but different enough to technically not be illegal. Yeah, he is a very smart guy, and uh, and he even made statements about this. He's like, if you're going to do drugs, the smart thing to do is Change just a molecule. Order, order these really obscure drugs from China. You can just buy them on the internet because, like, the U.S. government hasn't even figured out what they are yet. So, like, you can just order them by the truckload. And so that seems to be what he was doing. He was taking this drug that was just, like, one molecule off from Flocka and able to stay up for days at a time. And... Seemingly enjoy himself, but it did come with some side effects. Yeah. Um, I don't know about this alpha PHP, but Flocka, which is very similar, a major side effect of that is intense paranoia, which lasts for like days after the high has subsided, mm -hmm. which could explain a lot of McAfee's comments and behavior over the years. Uh, while in Belize, he told journalists that police and government agents would like show up on his property and just stand around completely silent for hours, just looking at him before silently leaving. Hey, you want to go over I'm McAfee's sure. and freak him out? <laughs> Could be telling the truth, but it also sounds like a delusion brought on by uh, drug use and lack of sleep. Yeah. Uh, and then back in the U.S., uh, when he was living in, like, Tennessee, he made a lot of similar claims about, like, Mexican drug cartels being sent to kill him on orders from the Belize government. He had this whole compound full of armed security guards and weapons and attack dogs to prevent his assassination, and he was saying, he was just like, yeah, like, just the other day, they tried to get in. Thankfully, uh, my dog scared him off. It's like, okay, maybe you're telling the truth. It just seems a little bit far-fetched that the Belize government would send Mexican drug cartels to fucking America to try and kill John McAfee, and then they'd be scared away by just some, some ba dogs. basic like measures that he took to protect himself. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, they were... They were coming up here to go to Dollywood. Yeah. And they were like, all right, while we're here, let's go see if we can oh. just waltz on to McAfee's Dolly property. Parton? Oh. I love that movie, Nine to Five. I would never heard her. She's a saint. <laughs> uh, so was any of this the truth? Uh, was he lying to seem cool and interesting? Or was this pure paranoia? 
we'll probably never know, especially now. But those are questions you kind of have to ask about just anything that John McAfee claimed happened in his life. And it the stuff that can't be verified by a third party. Yeah. Just like, was anyone around that can verify that a bunch of government agents were just standing on his property? <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, we At one point, we were getting contacted by a social media person. Oh, we're, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah young, regarding the, the, the political race. Yeah, young Zoe, his uh, 2020 millennial outreach coordinator. Yeah. Who has a uh, great, great follow. Yeah. Big, big fan of young Zoe. Uh, now, he has got a long list of claims going back decades that are exaggerations at best, including what got him rich in the first place, selling lots and lots of antivirus software based on heavily exaggerated claims about the dangers of computer viruses at a time when they weren't nearly as big of a threat as they would be a few years later. Yeah. I mean, this is genius. This is like right when computer viruses started being a thing. He just went around and be like, there's this, this virus going around called the Michelangelo virus. It's going to cripple everyone's computers unless, thankfully, I, I figured it out. Unless you install McAfee antivirus on all your machines, mm -hmm. you're doomed. So yes. I'm just saying. And he made a fuckload of money off of that. You know who invented Norton? Edward Norton. After his years of acting. Edward Norton antivirus. <laughs> There's one thing I've learned on the, the set of American History X. It's that uh, you have to protect your own. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, McAfee more recently claimed, without any proof, by the way, yeah. that he knew how to get into locked iPhones. Yeah, it offered it was, support. It was uh, during, like, the investigation into the San Bernardino uh, mass shooting. The FBI wanted to get into their iPhone. It's like, hey, uh, by the way, I've done a lot McAfee's of crimes. like, yeah, uh... I don't know. FBI, call me up. I know how to get in. And it's like, they ended up uh, going with someone else. And it's like, so he was, did he really know what he was talking about? I, I'm, uh, I'm sure that he was offering his services as a way to uh, clean up his own record and could, I mean, potentially get the right people in the room with the FBI. <laughs> could be. Yeah. Could be. Maybe that, I, I it, it, you don't, there's no way of knowing. So much of this guy's life is like, just vague. And that's kind of what's interesting about it. Yeah, he was like uh, when a, when a when a person just posts the like the craziest best parts of their lives on Instagram, except in a criminal way, where he was like, "I'm an actual like criminal on the run, uh, and this is my life if it were an actual action movie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is he he kind of embodied a lot of people's fantasies about what it would be like to be a sort of renegade, like, like a drug kingpin, or yeah, yeah like or that like kind that. of thing. Yeah, like yeah. a like a rich crypto billionaire who gets to do what he wants, but it, the law is always one step behind. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, and he very much liked the sort of weird kind of fame that he unintentionally fell into with the whole Belize saga. Yeah, she shit in my mouth. <laughs> I don't know if he ever actually no, addressed that he part. Didn't. I think that that part he may have been, and the fact that he didn't address it kind of indicates that that's probably completely true. Yes, but we'll never know. Anyway, not long after returning to the U.S. from Belize, uh, he recorded this video titled. How to Uninstall McAfee Antivirus, where he uh, very comedically leans into this persona of a rich guy with a ton of guns and drugs and surrounded by a harem of attractive women that he has sex with. I mean, it's not really something that most people who are accused of murder would do, uh, but it actually kind of worked at branding McAfee as like a wild card eccentric millionaire type of guy while also raising his overall profile and opening doors in tech and politics. And everyone just sort of forgot, like, this guy was accused of murder and uh, was a fugitive from the law. During the, he had the potential and was pretty close if he had done, uh, if he wasn't, uh, I don't want to say he was dumb, but like if he had done the right things, he was one step away from potentially being a cult leader. 
Like, oh, absolutely. If, if any well, of this he got involved tra- in crypto, so yeah, you can say he already was. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he had transitioned any of this into the physical world instead of just social media, like, there could have been a following there. Yeah, and interestingly, like, between his uh, antivirus days and his Belize days, like, he was super into, like, meditation and yoga, and he... He didn't have a cult going, but he had something sort of close to that going in, like, New Mexico, I think. Yeah. He's a Far Cry center. villain without the followers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that the same uh, persona that we're talking about with McAfee, it was on full display on Twitter constantly, where it's immortalized in some of the wildest tweets ever posted by an old-school tech founder. Like this one from 2018, which I think is the greatest hit. Yeah. It's really good. Whale fucking. No joke, each year on February 1st in the Molokai Channel, a few men compete in the world's only whale fucking contest. Humpback whales are easy to fuck for a second or less. World record, 31 seconds. I competed once, almost got my ribs crushed. Stick with ostriches. Um, actually, I was thinking of uh, the next one. That that one is the setup yeah, that's the for setup. the home run. Yeah, and this was like six months later. He yeah, followed it up. Uh, he tweeted this months later. Here it is. Enough of the whale fucking is non-consensual bullshit. A humpback whale weighs 70,000 pounds, is 50 feet long, can dive more than a quarter mile, and can crush ships with a single swipe of its tail. If a human manages to fuck one, you damn well better believe it's consensual. (laughs) So good. It's so good. Feel free to use that as TikTok audio, by the way, uh, in making videos. That man, he had a, a brilliant, very strange mind. Yes, and likening fucking a whale and a apparent competition to like uh, uh, a rodeo. Yeah. It's like, dude, there's no way someone's fucking a humpback whale for 31 seconds. They can barely stay on a bull for six or seven. It's just, it's a, it's a crazy image. Like this is the kind of guy that Elon Musk wishes he was. Maybe that guy who got uh, temporarily eaten by the whale was actually kind of altering Maybe the story because he was fucking it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, was, I was inside a whale for uh. Uh, 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> uh, anyway, perhaps even more famous than those whale tweets were um, the tweets about eating his own dick. Which he'll never be able to accomplish anymore. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, maybe maybe he took his own life to avoid, uh, you know, following through on. Yeah, because in his mind, he actually had to. Yeah. Fuck. This wasn't like a uh, 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 Sean Hannity, I'm going to get waterboarded bet. No. This is a real bet. He's a man of honor. Mm -hmm. So back in 2017, McAfee said on Twitter that Bitcoin would be worth $500,000 within three years. And then followed that up by saying, quote, if not, I will eat my dick on national television. NBC has the rights. Uh, later, he amended his prediction to actually double that. Bitcoin would be at $1 million by 2020. Anyway, three years passed, and I don't know if you've checked recently. Uh, Bitcoin, it did go up. It, it went up. It was on it went track up by for a lot, lot yeah. but uh, still nowhere near where McAfee said it would be. Uh, but he shot back at his critics by telling them that he still had until the end of 2020. It wasn't about the exact date. Just, you know, clearly I said by the end of 2020. So we got some months. Yeah. Uh, but of course, by the end of 2020, he had much bigger problems. Um, he'd been wanted for tax fraud since early 2019. His strategy for avoiding dealing with that had been to just leave the U.S. on a yacht and continue his lifestyle at sea. Which actually worked for a while until he was arrested in Spain in October. 
Now, side note, the whole fugitive thing had, of course, been a problem for his 2020 presidential campaign. But his plan for dealing with that was apparently to campaign via surrogates who wore masks of his face and were hooked up to cameras, microphones, and speakers. Uh, now, we're not sure if he ever actually did that or he was just doing some more weird trolling, but it was certainly a unique solution to that problem. Anyways, during uh, his fugitive phase, McAfee's social media continued to be a weird mix of stuff like the whale-fucking tweets, plus more serious posts about tech and politics, and lots of photos and videos showing off his fun, freewheeling lifestyle. Yeah, this, uh, this run from the law was just a great excuse to go on vacation to a lot of beautiful locales uh, in the Caribbean and Europe. And look, I would say... We're on, we're, we might be on track or beating schedule because when you look at McAfee, he's in his, he was in his 70s. Yes, a lot of the right. chaos happened in his 60s. Elon Musk, he's got years to go. He's made plenty of crazy uh, outbursts on Twitter and stuff, and yeah. he's, he's a tech guy. Like He's still got plenty of time to time. really lose his mind and go become a warlord in some island nation. Yes, and it uh, could happen. Yeah. And it would be entertaining. We need someone to carry this torch. But uh, you look back to McAfee again. There is also plenty of straight up conspiracy shit, and, and now those old posts are fueling a bit of uh, John McAfee didn't kill himself uh, online. Uh, which, like, like anyone else, that was my first reaction upon seeing the news. Yeah, because it's it's a meme. It is. Yeah, that's and that's the biggest thing to understand. This is, is a meme. Is if you're a famous eccentric rich guy and you're in trouble with the law. A very clever, obvious joke you would make is, uh, by the way, if I kill myself, I didn't actually kill myself. And, and, it, and it feeds into that persona that he creates for himself where he's more plugged in yeah, he's and more connected important, than, yeah, than like, he actually yeah, was. Yeah, a lot of people want me dead. I know, yeah, I know so much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and look, to be fair, on its surface, I mean, it kind of makes sense. At first glance, he did post multiple times saying explicitly that he would never kill himself in prison. Uh, there was this one. In 2019, showing off a new tattoo that he got with the message, getting subtle messages from U.S. officials saying, in effect, we're coming for you, McAfee. We're going to kill yourself. I got a tattoo today just in case. If I suicide myself, I didn't. I was whacked. Check my right arm. Whacked. Available only on McAfeeDex.com, smiley face. The McAfee Dex was a crypto exchange he was trying to start at the time. And, like, just look at the, 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 the tone of this tweet is not serious. This is a guy, seems like he's having fun with it. I don't know. This, uh, <laughs> in my realistic point of view, what I really think happened here is that he actually is the ultimate troll. And he brought that to its ultimate conclusion yeah. by setting up these things to make it look like his suicide was, it's, he was suicided. It's legendary. Yes. He, and he actually fucking did it himself to make it look like the U.S. government did because he knew that it would drive people nuts. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, another uh, more recent example of the I definitely didn't kill myself thing is from October where he tweeted, or saw, whoever was running his account tweeted, but I, I think it was him, yeah. it was him uh, giving the message to someone else. It said, I am content in here. I have friends. The food is good. All is well. Know that if I hang myself, a la Epstein, it will be no fault of mine. Just setting it up. Yeah. Just putting all... Putting all the ducks in a row yeah. so he can, yeah. yeah. Or maybe he uh, didn't, I don't know. Yeah, it, or it could or, have been any other or reason. Or he was murdered. Yeah, it, like, I'm just saying the most, uh, you know, the easiest answer here, and one that would actually, look, 
be completely in character for him is probably the most likely one. Yeah, no, it. this is a guy who liked getting a rise out of people, and uh, you liked sort of pumping up his profile as someone very important and with a lot of secrets and stuff, and also a guy that probably didn't want to spend the final years of his life in federal prison in the United States. Potentially uh, withdrawing from uh, heavy drug use, uh, legal drugs, but yeah, uh, I mean, dealing with the repercussions of uh, ha- being forced to stop the, the uh, drug addiction. The place he was staying in Spain was like kind of a shithole, but like it sounded like it was not really a prison. It was yeah. just sort of like house arrest with a bunch of other criminals. I mean, this if nothing else, this is a huge indictment of federal U.S. prisons. <laughs> I'd rather die than go there. I mean, yeah, if you're super old, I, I mean... I get it. Look, yeah. don't don't kill yourself, but also, it yeah, it makes sense in the, makes it, sense in the McAfee situation. Yeah. is what we're saying. Anyway, not long after McAfee was reported dead, this is this is what drove people fucking nuts yesterday. Yeah. His Instagram account posted a giant letter Q. What could it mean? Well, just hours later, the entire account disappeared from Instagram. Less less than twenty four hours after McAfee's death, he dies. Giant Q. Account wiped. The U.S. government didn't want people to see this top secret message, which was a, a single letter of the alphabet. Obviously, people associate this with the QAnon thing. Oh, my God, what's happening? But it's it's the letter Q. Suspicious, but I don't know. Trolling. It's very much in line with who John McAfee was. Uh, Travis View of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, who studies all this shit, he pointed out on Twitter yesterday that McAfee had been making trollish references to Q for a few years leading up to this. Uh, no, he was Q. <laughs> he did. He didn't like allude. He's like, I know who Q is. Just the, exactly the kind of shit you would expect him to say. And, and these are not exactly the posts you would expect from a guy who took the Q stuff all that seriously. He no. Was, he was dabbling in it. He was dipping his toes in it because he probably correctly realized that a lot of the people who are into him and the stuff he's into are also very open to QAnon stuff. And it's cross branding, easily manipulated. <laughs> <laughs> Easily manipulated. Yeah. Real recognize real when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah. So there you go. Now, similarly, he knew that Epstein was a hot topic. And posts like this one on Instagram from 2019 indicate that he didn't take that topic all ser- all that seriously either. It's a photoshopped image of McAfee holding guns standing in front of a scared Jeffrey Epstein with the caption, how did this get started? It's popping up all over the place. I never said Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. I said he didn't commit suicide. Not the same. Could be alive. Could have never existed. Maybe murdered. I don't know. I only know he didn't commit suicide. Jeffrey Epstein never existed. <laughs> Hashtag Jeffrey Epstein didn't exist. <laughs> Pulls off yeah. the Ghislaine Maxwell mask. Yeah, not really like what you, not something you'd say if like you took Q seriously or had any inside info about any of this shit. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, as for that final Q post on Instagram, that was obviously posted by whoever was actually running the account while McAfee was in prison. He's not still alive, I don't think. <laughs> Nor uh, posting from beyond. Or the he age. never existed. <laughs> John, John McAfee, McAfee was an idea. He <laughs> <laughs> was a simulation. Yeah. I mean, maybe whoever had the account had instructions to post the queue. If and when they got the news that McAfee died, maybe they decided to do it on their own, knowing that it was something John would want them to do. I don't know. Yeah. The account getting removed later. Might have to do with Facebook and Instagram's policies on QAnon. Might have been automated. I don't know. Or the account could have been deleted by whoever was running it to keep the the whole thing going. Yes. We don't know. In any case, it doesn't prove anything. McAfee claimed multiple times over the last couple of years to have 
terabytes of compromising data on various world governments that would be automatically sent out via a dead man switch if and when he died. And that hasn't happened. Maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's still uploading. Yeah. I don't know. It's terabytes, Elliot. It's a yeah. That Belize internet, it's not as good as we have here. <laughs> um, sounds like he might have just been trolling. And uh, if so, the Q post on Instagram, that would be uh, one truly masterful troll from beyond the grave. It's like, oh, man, when I die, you're going to hear, you won't hear the end of it. It's just like, all right, here you go. It's the letter Q. Again, <laughs> like, <sighs> I'm not going to get into it again. We, we're, we're, the, the, the fucking reality we live in is so absurd. Like, this is an unneeded, unnecessary like sweeps week kind of fucking it's, uh, drama that is just injected into everyone's lives for no reason other than John McAfee, his the self gratification of knowing that he's fucking with everyone. Yeah, the from man, the grave. The man was pure chaos. Yeah, and like I am genuinely kind of I'm I am sad when anyone like kills themselves. And yes. I'm very I'm sad about McAfee being gone. It was he was a very interesting person. Not a great person no. at all, especially. A lot potentially of the, killed people. Yeah, potentially and, uh, raped and murdered. Yeah, he was a, uh, not a great guy. But uh, an interesting guy. Yeah. And uh, I would have liked to have him around a little longer. But, like, this is fully in line with who he was. And just pure chaos. Just, I I don't know. Yeah. If, he, if this was, in fact, what we believe it was, which is just John McAfee being like, when I die, make sure uh, people never stop talking about it and believe it was part of some massive global conspiracy, then, like, well done, sir. Yeah. Anyways, the biggest thing debunking the idea that McAfee was another Epstein is that the two cases have absolutely nothing in common. Yeah. McAfee was wanted on tax fraud charges and was looking at a few years in prison for it. Jeffrey Epstein ran a pedophile sex ring with ties to some of the most rich and powerful people on Earth and could have named a lot of names if given the chance to talk. To be clear, we're not saying that Jeffrey Epstein definitely didn't kill himself. We're just saying that there's a pretty clear motive for murder and cover-up there. There's a reason. Yeah. There's a plausibility to the entire situation. With McAfee, there just really isn't. He wasn't connected to the rich and powerful for the last few decades of his life. And, And all we have to go off of for this conspiracy are vague statements that could just as easily be read as trolling and seem intentionally done that way. Yeah. By a man who enjoyed the attention. Yeah. A, a man who lied a lot, was delusional, seemingly. Yeah. Um, There's and, a reason you didn't hear about Jeffrey Epstein until everything blew up. And, y- yeah. The, at least in the mainstream context. Yeah, yeah. John McAfee kicked the door in and was like, I'm here and I'm about to make people talk again. Yeah, I fuck whales and I'm a, I'm a world champion whale Yeah, fucker. he was really good at keeping himself on the radar. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, McAfee similarly claimed back during his run from the law in Belize that, uh, you know, he had access to secret government files there and they were really after him, not because of the murder, but because they were worried that he was going to expose some vast corruption in the Belize government. So they, they went to kill him and they, they killed his neighbor on accident. And then, oh, we got the wrong white guy! Yeah, and then he had to go on the run and it's like, people eat that shit up. It's, yes. like, it's some fucking Tom Clancy shit. Yes. But once he was back in the U.S. and in the clear and safe... He never revealed any of this supposedly damning information about the Belize government, probably because he made it up. Mm. He had a long, lifelong history of lying and exaggerating, either for attention or out of legitimate delusion or some mixture of both. His own father committed suicide when McAfee was a kid. And that, that is the kind of thing that sadly is often hereditary. Mm-hmm. And uh, based on a lot of what's been written about him, 
had a pretty strong effect on him and his sort of uh, the way he approached life. So I don't know. I mean, if the U.S. government really wanted John McAfee dead, they had numerous opportunities to do so. Why do it immediately after they had legally secured his extradition to the U.S.? It makes absolutely no sense. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just much more likely that instead of this being some vast conspiracy to silence a guy who had every opportunity in the world to spill the beans on whatever secrets he supposedly knew, maybe this was just a 75-year-old man with mounting health problems from years of drug and alcohol abuse who was facing years in federal prison, deciding to end his life on his own terms while also trolling the media one last time. But hey, who knows? <laughs> maybe that dead man switch just hasn't activated yet, and we are about to be awash in top-secret information, the likes of which the world has never seen. That would be cool. We're not going to hold our breath on that no. one. Regardless, hey, rest in peace, I guess, John McAfee. Uh, bad guy. Interesting guy. A character. And honestly, you know, bad, but like still probably less bad than most other tech founders from his era in the 80s. Like, less bad than Bill Gates, for sure. I don't know. Maybe. I, I would say so. Bill Gates is worse than John McAfee. Uh, I, I, Warren Buffett, like, divested himself from the Gates Foundation uh, two yeah. years ago. Yeah. So uh, that's away. all about to fucking collapse, too. We might find out even more about that in the coming weeks. Woo! Maybe, maybe John McAfee spilled the beans on Bill Gates. That's the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. That would be huge. Yeah. Uh, anyways, John McAfee died as he lived. Under very bizarre circumstances. <laughs> That's all you can really say. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, condolences to uh, his wife, his, I don't know if he had any other family. Yeah. Did, I don't know. Um, we're going to miss you, John. Yes. I guess. I guess. In a way that, uh, you know, creates news for the channel. Yeah. Yeah. What can you really say? He was a ball of chaos energy that existed on the planet. He was. Yes. In, like many others. In ways a lot of other rich guys try to be but fail at. There's, they lack sincerity. He was infamous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, there's your John McAfee news. Yeah. Uh, we do, in fact, have a little bit more news for you coming up. But first, a word from this week's sponsors, starting with McAfee Antivirus. No. <laughs> no. Starting with Stitch Fix. Shopping for new clothes can be time-consuming, tedious, and expensive. Fortunately, Stitch Fix makes it easy to find the clothes you love. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's the easiest solution to finding what makes you look good and feel your best. Try on pieces at home before you buy, keep your favorites, and send back the rest. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included. There's no subscription required. Try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries. You'll pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards the pieces that you keep. And there are no hidden fees ever. Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women, men, and kids. They ship all over the U.S. and the U.K. as well. So get started today at stitchfix.com newsday, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That is stitchfix.com newsday for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. stitchfix.com newsday. And this episode is sponsored by Feels. CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. Pain, nervousness, sleeplessness. If you're experiencing any of these things, Feels CBD is a safe and natural solution without any harmful side effects. 
Feels is a better way to feel better. Feels is a premium CBD that will help you to keep your head clear and feel your best. It's hassle-free, it's delivered directly to your door. Now, CBD naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. There's no hangover or addiction. We both use Feels to make sure we can get a good night's sleep, not feel groggy in the morning, and uh, yeah. Uh, Joint pain, back <laughs> getting pain. Getting old, it really, uh, it really helps. I got, yeah. yeah, a lot of neck pain from fucking the mountain biking, it helps. Yeah. You just place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important. Everyone's dose is different. So Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience so that you find your perfect dose. The Feels customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best use of your CBD. Joining the Feels monthly membership makes your self-care easy. You save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash newsday and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That is F-E-A-L-S dot com slash newsday to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash newsday. Links in the description. All right, let's get back into the news now with some, uh, some big news out of the U.S. Supreme Court that seems a little ridiculous at first, but uh, actually has pretty huge implications for America's youth. Mm-hmm. Gather round, teens. Let's wrap. So, <laughs> according to the highest court in the land, schools disciplining students for stuff that they say on social media is a violation of the First Amendment. Hey, big win. Uh, there are a lot of caveats here, but yes. Uh, so, back in 2017, a 14-year-old girl in Pennsylvania who had failed to make her high school's varsity cheerleading squad uh, went on Snapchat to blow off some steam. She posted an image of herself and a friend with their middle fingers raised and with the caption, Fuck school, fuck softball, fuck cheer, fuck everything. We've all been there, kids. Yes. Now, somehow, this post made its way to school administrators, who then suspended the girl from junior varsity cheerleading for the entire rest of the school year. Come on. Yeah. Uh, the girl's parents sued, and they won. Then the school district appealed. And the case made it all the way to the Supreme Court, who decided this week that the original court's ruling, which sided with the girl, would be upheld. Their decision referenced a landmark 1969 Supreme Court case, Tinker versus Des Moines Independent Community School District, uh, which found that as long as students' free speech and expression doesn't materially and substantially interfere with a public school's operations, it's legally protected. These Snapchat posts were made outside school hours and off campus, and neither the school nor any individuals were singled out for abuse. Yeah, and hold on there, Zoomer, before yeah. you fire up TikTok to tell all your teachers to suck your dick. There are still, of course, limits to the First Amendment and specifically limits to what this Supreme Court decision means. So stuff like bullying and harassment and making threats will probably still get you in serious trouble if the school finds out, uh, as can anything that might interfere with rules regarding stuff like schoolwork, uh, cheating on tests and whatnot. If you post about that on Snapchat, probably bad. Probably going to get in trouble. Do kids even use Snapchat these days? Hey, I feel like Snapchat's only used for like drug dealers, but I may be wrong. It's all TikTok. It's all yeah. TikTok. And again, anything posted within school hours and or on campus, that gives schools a lot more leeway with how they respond. Um, all this decision definitely 100% allows for is really uh, exactly what the plaintiff did. Going on social media after hours and posting, fuck school, fuck softball, fuck cheer, fuck everything. Which is still a big win, I think. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy your freedom. Uh, moving on now to some news about how terrible Amazon is. Now, this really shouldn't be surprising, and really it's not even unique to Amazon, but it is a testament to how wasteful the modern consumer economy is that uh, Amazon apparently destroys an insane amount of unsold inventory. 
A recent report from UK broadcaster ITV found that at just one of the UK's 24 fulfillment centers, millions of unsold or returned items end up getting recycled or in a landfill each year. The report involved undercover video from inside the warehouse, testimony from a former warehouse employee, and even secretly tracking trucks carrying the inventory away for disposal. So that ex-employee told ITV, From a Friday to a Friday, our target was to generally destroy 130,000 items a week. I used to gasp. There's no rhyme or reason to what gets destroyed. Dyson fans, Hoovers, the occasional MacBook and iPad. The other day, 20,000 COVID face masks still in their wrappers. Overall, 50% of all items are unopened and still in their shrink wrap. The other half are returns and in good condition. Staff have just become numb to what they are being asked to do. The ITV got its hands on a leaked document indicating that in just one week in uh, April, this past April, more than 124,000 items were marked destroy. And uh, that ex-employee that they talked to said that in some weeks, the number could be as high as 200,000 items. This is for one single warehouse out of 24 in all the UK. And I'm sure this is true of Amazon's warehouses around the world. Yeah. As for why this is, uh, here's the article. Why are hundreds of thousands of products being destroyed in this way? The answer is Amazon's hugely successful business model. Many vendors choose to house their products in Amazon's vast warehouses. But the longer the goods remain unsold, the more a company is charged to store them. It is eventually cheaper to dispose of the goods, especially stock from overseas, than to continue storing the stock. Oh, all right. Hey, that's just business, baby. Just toss it into a volcano. <laughs> the one in Iceland's still going. Yeah. And yeah, this is all totally legal, by the way. It's, it's actually kind of essential. It's an essential part of our consumerist capitalist economy. If you don't like it, you can get out. Yeah. Uh, Amazon certainly is not the only company doing this. Um, just look, it, look into how much food your average supermarket weighs. Go behind your local Vons or Albertsons or whatever. Look in the dumpster on like a Sunday night. I used to work it's, at a... It's horrifying. Like a health food supermarket in Florida where the Amish live. Mm. And uh, we would be very nice in anything that was expiring. We set it in the, because we had to put it in the dumpster, yeah. but we set it in very nice. Yeah. And all the Amish would come up on their tricycles and they'd load it into their baskets and they loved us for it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, there's, uh, during COVID, when a lot of people were really hurting, there was that, uh, I can't remember where it was, but there was, there was supermarkets like hiring armed guards to like guard the, gar the, the garbage. trash cans. Well, and the reason for that <laughs> is because in America, if someone gets food out of the garbage yeah, and sue, gets sick, they can sue fucking Publix or Ralph's or whatever. Normal country. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of waste. It's And in, in just every part of the economy, there is an amount of waste that will make your head spin, but they, you don't see it most of the time. Yeah. It is staggering to see it laid out like that in this report, though. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the takeaway is there's more than enough goods out there to allow the entire world to basically live, like, post-scarcity. But the economic system that creates all those excess goods will never allow for those excess goods to be distributed in a meaningful and compassionate way. So that's how we get where we are. Yeah. Instead, we've got an insane amount of goods that go through an entire manufacturing and shipping process, sometimes spanning the entire globe, only to just end up going straight into a landfill, which is just... The most wasteful it's thing. It's just so Comically wasteful. wasteful. Yeah. Yeah. Just smokestacks billowing for no reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, speaking of aspects of modern life that feel pretty dystopian upon closer examination, it's time once again to talk about... The Texas Power Grid. Yeehaw! Deep in the heart of Texas. The lights won't turn on in my house. 
Deep in the heart of Texas. The lights at night are not so bright. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> Back in the beginning of this year, a winter storm knocked out a, just very large chunks of the Texas energy grid, resulting in potentially hundreds of deaths and potentially millions of people living in extreme discomfort for several days. Now, this happened for a few reasons. One was that Texas's energy industry failed to winterize its infrastructure. On top of that, Texas's power grid is completely separate from its surrounding interstate power grids and therefore unable to divert emergency power from anywhere else. And the reason for that was that Texas doesn't want its energy industry to be subject to those pesky federal regulations. Yeah, uh, get those out of here. We'll start our own power grid. We'll show you, show you commies what regulation does yeah. when, you, when you don't have any of it. Mm -hmm. You thrive. As, as we've seen. As we've seen. We're thriving. We're, we're thriving down here. Woohoo! Uh, another fun quirk of Texas' energy business is that unlike in most places where there's like one energy company per region, in Texas it's more like signing up for phone service. There's a bunch of different companies competing for business that are all pulling from the same grid. Uh, some are able to offer lower prices, but with some caveats that consumers maybe don't consider when they're signing up. We saw one of these caveats last winter when people who signed up with uh, Gritty. Not the mascot. Not the mascot, the power company. Gritty, who offered wholesale electricity prices. Uh, they got, those customers got charged thousands of dollars for having the lights on when demand was high and therefore the wholesale prices were high. It's, it's what you signed up for. This is the free market in action, buddy. But summer is here. Something yeah. that Texas have, you know, has had hot summers for. A yeah. very long time. Not like those freak winners. Yeah, Texas, this is, summer in Texas is miserable every year. Easy to plan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Texas energy grid is once again under scrutiny for, again, being seemingly unprepared for Texans' energy needs. Hmm. So far, there haven't been any huge blackouts, but Texas's grid operator, ERCOT, has been warning that blackouts may be coming and that everyone should be conserving electricity by turning up their thermostats at night and avoiding using too much air conditioning. But uh, some Texans have discovered that their smart thermostats have just gone ahead and done that for them without asking. Big government reaching inside my house with its invisible hand and turning my thermostat That's up. the invisible hand of the market. Yeah. Not the government. <laughs> uh, so much like how Gritty was able to offer low prices through a unique pricing system with some huge caveats, turns out a bunch of energy companies in Texas have been offering lower prices, which comes with a little bit of fine print in the contract that allows the company to remotely control customers' smart thermostats during periods of high energy demand. Cut to the clip of Ron Swanson dumping his computer yeah. into it. <laughs> so imagine you're at home in Dallas or whatever on a 100 degree plus day, which is not uncommon in Texas in the summer. And uh, you're like, whoa, baby, this is, oh boy, this is hot. I feel like a pig on a, on a barbecue grill getting smoked. Or whatever they say down there. Yeah. That's what you say something stereotypically Texas about how hot it is. And you go over to your thermostat, turn on the AC, and there's this message on the thermostat saying, sorry, no can do, buddy. Yeah. What? Uh, and uh, yeah. You should have read your contract. Woo. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. And, and such as and so on. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what's been happening to a lot of people in Texas. Yes. Um. They're like, oh, lordy lord, I'm so hot down here in Texas. Oh, this is Texas summer. Good thing we have air conditioning. Oh, no, the air conditioning's broke. Well, luckily I have this big old hat coming from the sun. <laughs> you can fit 10 <laughs> gallons in this hat. <laughs> no heat's getting through these snakeskin boots. <laughs> 
Oh, all Texas is the same. Everyone, the, the entire cartoon South is the same. Every everyone in the South is a cartoon character that looks exactly what you're picturing in your head right yeah. now, and it's, there's no difference. Yeah. Anyways, to be fair, this kind of smart thermostat energy saving program is offered through various energy providers across the country. Uh, and even like uh, I had a Nest previously, there's an option where it's like, hey, do you want to save money on your electric bill? Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it'll it'll take your thermostat and change it at parts where the energy consumption is more expensive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this isn't just a Texas thing. It's just funny that Texas out of all places is seemingly the first place where tons of people are experiencing it in action. Less than six months after getting dicked over by their energy companies during completely different weather circumstances. Uh, and potentially still recovering from broken water pipes and stuff that are like, making yeah. living already a hell for them. And now they have to deal with the heat. Oh, jeez. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's no reason we shouldn't expect similar examples of this happening elsewhere in the country in what's being predicted to be one of the hottest summers on record, but the coldest summer of at least the next 100 years. Yeah, every every year is uh, the hottest summer we've ever seen, and the coldest one we'll ever gonna we'll ever, ever, ever gonna get. Uh, yeah, especially here on the West Coast. Um, yeah, they're saying we're uh, literally moving. We're moving from this uh, studio to a one that has actual air conditioning. Yeah, we're. Yeah, that's the biggest reason. Yes, but yeah, the West Coast is getting cooked this summer, and I mean California's energy grid is. I wouldn't say as dystopianly bad as Texas is, but still very bad. And the, all the companies that own uh, California's power companies are greedy vampires who uh, are responsible for the deaths of thousands. Yeah, never reinvest in their technology and are directly responsible for uh, deaths caused by their uh, equipment catching on fire. So great food here, though. Yeah, so in California, probably in a few weeks, you're going to have people like, whoa, it's so hot here in California. I need to turn on my air conditioning. Oh, time to go. Oh, my God. The energy company says I can't turn it up because uh, I signed, I, I checked a box on my energy bill that said I get the energy saver discount. Time to jump on the 10, head up the 405, <laughs> take the 101 to Ventura. If it's not hot enough there, keep going up the coast all the way to San Luis Obispo for a little bit of a break with the heat. Exactly. <laughs> It is wonderful up in the central coast right now. Uh, it gets a little warm. You got to stay by the coast. You got to you got to stay right by the coast. Yeah. Then it's lovely. Uh huh. Anyways, that's it for uh, this very fucking long episode of Tech News Day. Hope you enjoyed all that. Yeah. Um, if you haven't already, please watch our most recent episode about deep uh, dive into the uh, the Twitch meta, the Twitch meta, and uh, how ASMR farts are. Somehow a part of that. Yeah. Currently in the lead for best Twitch man. Yeah. And uh, also our most recent week weekly weird news episode where um, a fake doctor finally got someone killed. And also we, we go line by line through uh, a prolific scam. The most brilliant fake resume uh, possibly ever created. Also, if you want to find it, uh, it's not LinkedIn right here where you're seeing these. But uh, go watch News Dump because we definitely got uh, instantly demonetized for saying pussy too much. Oh, yeah. It's please. about Batman not Batman, eating pussy. Batman not eating Go pussy. find that news dump episode. It got buried. So check these out over here, and we'll see you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye.